Stay tuned now for Talks with St. Thomas Aquinas College with host Jacques Tortoroli on 1460 WVOX. Um, in other areas may not be as well known, but in athletics, we really stand out. We've been very successful, not only on a conference level, but on a regional level and also a national level. Uh, currently, our men's basketball team alone is ranked number 14th in the preseason poll in the country. Wow. Um, they've competed in the NCAA tournament uh, every year between 2016 and, 29, and 2020, actually, Um our women's basketball team has been to the national tournament uh, twice in the last three years. Our baseball team has been extremely successful, making it all the way to the Division II College World Series uh, in 2014 and 2017. And these just are to name a few. Uh, women's triathlon has actually been in existence for two years. And in those two years, we've made it to the national championship, uh, qualifying in both of our, our first two seasons. Um, golf team historically has been very strong. Uh, we've been to the national tournament, uh, and out of the last 12 years, I would say. So we've really had quite an opportunity. Um, and these opportunities are, are much more than just athletics alone. Mm. They give our student athletes the opportunity to travel, uh, to be at major events, uh, to speak with professionals at every level. Um, they really have just been great experience and have added to the overall student experience here at St. Thomas Aquinas College. Sure. Well, you know, I, I guess uh, we'd be remiss if we wouldn't talk about COVID-19 and the uh, the impact. I mean, I, I think all of our listeners appreciate what's happening in college sports uh, in general. You know, some of the conferences have, have, have come back and are playing. What's been the impact here for, for Stack in terms of, uh, you know, the athletes and their ability to play this uh, this semester? And what do you think about going forward? You know, COVID-19 has been really difficult on everybody. Um, it, it has been difficult on, on a personal level as well as on an athletic level. Many of our student athletes, uh, their passion is athletics, and it has really uh, had a deep impact on their ability to participate. Yeah. Uh, all of our spring seasons were cut short. Um, in March, uh, under, totally understandably. Um, but this made our athletes realize that things can be taken away from them and it, that it's a privilege to compete. Mm. We came into this season uh, well-prepared uh, to compete and to practice, but unfortunately under the current circumstances and the local environment, yeah. uh, we're not going to be able to have any athletic competitions this fall. Mm. But what we can do is we can practice and the college has made every effort to make sure that we are practicing in the most safe environment as possible. Mm -hmm. We came back in a phased approach, uh, which meant small group training, limited equipment. And we've been going over, you know, every two weeks we try to advance a little bit and give our athletes more opportunities. And we hope to soon be at full team practices. Mm -hmm. um, 
this is not really the experience that most athletes want, but they understand what we're doing and how committed the college has been to making this happen for them. Yeah. You know, you see some some schools in other regions that are able to fully compete, but we, we recognize the importance of what we're doing and how we're handling things. So our goal right now is to start competitions after January 1st mm-hmm. uh, with our indoor sports, men's and women's basketball, indoor track and field, and women's bowling. And we, I would say we're on track to do that. Um, but there's always a lot up in the air. Uh, it could change at, every, at any point in time. And we're prepared to pivot and do whatever we need to do at that point in time. Yeah. And, and I know we've done quite a lot of, of COVID mitigation, you know, planning and, and, and actions and execution against that plan as students have come back to campus. What, what, what in particular are we doing, you know, sort of to protect uh, the student athletes, given that, you know, some of them are practicing and I'm, you know, I come through, I come by in, in the morning fairly early and I always look to my left as I'm driving up to campus and, you know, either the men or women's lacrosse team are out on the field early in the morning, you know, practicing. And But what, what, what sort of, uh, anything different about student athletes, you know, in your view relative to the general population of students in terms of, you know, COVID mitigation and, and things that we're doing to make sure that they do stay safe? In terms of COVID mitigation, we are really working hard to make sure that our athletes are safe. Uh, some of the things that we've implemented uh, each day, they fill out a daily health pass uh, and they need to get a green pass in order to be able to practice, yeah. which will make sure that nobody is exhibiting symptoms, has a temperature or anything like that. We do temperature checks prior to our indoor sports. And then all of our athletes are required to wear masks, even during practice, uh, whether it's indoor or outdoor. Not every college is doing this, but we really want to make sure we're doing everything we can to keep them safe. And if a mask is what we're being told is going to be the difference maker, you know, we're committed to making that happen on a daily basis. Yeah. And are you generally seeing compliance? I know some schools, uh, you know, you've heard stories about uh, so students not necessarily, you know, taking it as seriously as uh, as we all want them to and, and are ourselves. Have you seen any of that here at Stack? I think our coaches and our student athletes are doing a great job and I commend them on their cooperation in in these matters. Mm. We haven't had any high rates at the college. Uh, We've actually been extremely low. The college has actively tested our general population, but also our student athletes um, as sometimes they have more contact with one another. And overall, I say our plan has been a success to this point. That's great to hear. Hey, hey Matt, I, I, uh, as you know, I'm a big uh, ice hockey uh, aficionado, a longtime uh, Ranger fan and, and season ticket holder. So I have a, a certain, a special passion and affinity for, uh, for hockey. Um, I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about the men's uh, hockey team and, and uh, you know, how they're doing and, and what your plans are, you know, in this season and, and, uh, and beyond. Uh, sure, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, so we, I would say we are on an upward trajectory right now, the hockey program, and it, it starts with a great group of kids, mm-hmm. uh, the student athletes that we have. They're they're great. Um, we we've had consistent and unwavering support from the college and the athletic department, the administration, um, as well as the alumni. Uh, of the college, uh, both alumni who played hockey and also, uh, you know, just the general alumni population has been extremely supportive. 
uh, since I got behind the bench in mm-hmm. uh, the spring summer of 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, that was about five years ago. We were essentially rebuilding from scratch at that point. Yeah. And um, so we started out not playing a completely full schedule in, in 2016, 17 was our first year of competing. We uh, were able to play 11 games and we, uh, we were able to, to pull off a win. Um, in 2017, 18, we had a, a really solid recruiting class and uh, there's about five or so of those players that are still with us right now um, that are core, core components to where we're at now. So that team was able to go six, 13 and one. In uh, 2018-19, we were able to go 11-9. and nine. And then last year, 2019-2020, we were able to complete our season just under the wire uh, before all the shutdowns occurred. And um, we actually wound up finishing in first place in our conference with a 9-3 and three conference record, 13-7-1 overall. So, um, you know, things are, things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from obviously the current situation with the pandemic, sure, yeah, and and you know, given it's a small college, um, where do you guys get your ice time, and and, and where do you practice? Um, you know, the ice hockey program. Uh, well, Sportorama is our home rink. It's in Rockland County in Muncie. Uh, most of the oh. hockey community is is quite familiar with Sportorama, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we have two uh, two practice slots per week. And our games are typically on the weekends, either Friday or Saturday nights is when we try to play our home games. Occasionally we'll have a Sunday home game. And um, our conference has Columbia University, Suffolk Community College, Kings Point, which is the Merchant Marine Academy, Stevens Tech, uh, SUNY Maritime, and Western Connecticut. And there might be a couple of other schools. Sacred Heart has been uh, flirting with our conference. So uh, typically our games are in the tri-state area. Long Island, uh, New Jersey, you know, the, the local area. Right, right. And, and I guess question for both of you, um, you know, where do we typically draw our student athletes from? I, I would imagine largely from the, the local area, but I know that we've got some uh, some players from uh, even even different nationalities on some of the teams, right? We do. Um, we recruit uh, across the United States as, as well as internationally, Um, When it comes to sports, our coaches are all over the map on a regular basis. And we've been very successful recruiting the top talent to come to the college. We're always looking for someone who's a good fit, both academically and athletically, because we want to make sure that they're succeeding not only on the playing field, but also in the classroom uh, where it is most important. Yeah. And, and, you know, to Nicole, to that point, um, you know, I'm sure there are competing pressures uh, in terms of, you know, share of time on athletics, you know, practicing with the team, meetings, et cetera, but, but then also a fairly rigorous, um, you know, sort of academic curriculum. How, how do you uh, help students kind of make sure they're managing their time that ultimately, you know, it is as much about the academic success that they, they need to have to, uh, once they graduate, you know, to be able to get into the workplace. Um, so, you know, how do you and the coaches kind of approach that relative to the, the student athletes? I think we always look at it that they're students first. Any mm-hmm. academic activity is going to take priority. Uh, we need to make sure that they're successful in the classroom um, so that we can set them to be, set them up to be successful in life after college. 
Yeah. Our coaches consistently stress time management. Uh, time management skills are the key uh, to success at the college college athletics level. Mm. Um, they implement study halls. We have a good relationship with our faculty. Uh, being a small school, uh, our professors really know who our student athletes are, which is very helpful because yeah. we're able to have open lines of communication. Um, and if anybody is struggling, we're able to intervene right away and make sure that they get the help that they need uh, to do better in their classes. Yeah. Uh, we also have a great group of student athletes who really work hard at everything that they do. And I give them all the credit in the world for being so successful in every aspect of their life. Right. And, and, you know, in your experience of the last few years, do, do the students when they graduate sort of wind up, I would imagine most of them don't go on to, uh, to you know, sort of an amateur or semi-pro or pro uh, sports program. Where do you see most of the students going and, and maybe sort of what are their academic interests, um, in, you know, in terms of the student athletes you do attract? So... Like you said, at the Division II level, not that many student-athletes are going to go on to a professional career. Although, in 2018, two of our baseball players were drafted uh, by the Oakland A's organization. Wow. And uh, we also had a men's basketball player go on to play in the G League for Salt Lake City, which is just a great honor and great to see. Yeah. But the majority of our student-athletes go on to have you know regular careers um, mm-hmm. or graduate school. Uh we have a lot of people that go into education. I think our education department here at the college is excellent, and I find that they're hired extremely, extremely quickly upon graduating from SCAC. Mm. Uh, we have uh, people in our business major, sport management, criminal justice, exercise science, mm. uh, you know, that really across the board, communications. We do mm. our, offer some opportunities for our students in the communications majors to broadcast some of our radio uh, for our athletic competitions and to do some of our video work. Yeah. So that is a, a nice thing that we're able to get them some real live experience within our own athletic department before going out into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I know we have a fairly robust sort of internship program with career services. Um, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, wonder about the com- competition relative to their, again, their time. You know, whether they would prefer to be interns or whether they would prefer just to, uh, you know, practice. And I guess probably see both of those. But but I would imagine, you know, we get a fair representation of, of student athletes also interested in internships in the area, um, you know, between semesters. Is that is that fair? Uh, that's very true. Uh, our student athletes are very diverse in their interests. Many of them are committed to their future and and trying to excel. Um, we, we've had a, a few people over the past few years uh, get jobs just basically from their internships because they've been so successful and they've been such strong members of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our women's basketball players about two years back is now the global innovation coordinator with Cap Gemini, wow. and that came off, off of an internship experience. Mm. Uh, we have people at Madison Square Garden at Yankee Stadium so there really have been great experiences that help them to progress. Right. Um, I think another key to that is that we have a very high graduation rate among our athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, we were actually awarded the Division II Award of Excellence from the NCAA, which uh, was given for our graduation rate of 90%. We were one of 33 Division II schools out of a little over 300 to receive that honor. So I think that it's the St. Thomas Aquinas and the opportunities that we provide. Yeah, well, that's uh, 
I'm sure that's pretty uh, something to be really proud about. I'm not sure very many colleges. I, I know they'd love to aspire to have that kind of uh, you know graduation rate, and you know at the same time as you described earlier, sort of the success of the the sports teams in their in their respective conferences. Um, you know, if if you're uh, if you're listening to this uh, uh, you know sort of show, uh, and you're children are interested in in sports and and in academics and want to stay local in the area uh nicole how how best for parents or or you know those those uh young people to reach out and and learn more about the programs at stack and and uh talk to some of the both student athletes and and some of the coaches around the opportunities and the programs and the fit for them I think you used a key phrase there. It's definitely reach out. All of our coaches' email addresses are on our website. A website. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send an email at any point in time. And the advice I'd give is don't be afraid to sell yourself. You know, you're out there. You're an athlete. You've worked hard. Uh, when you speak to the coaches, tell them about the things that you're good at, about what you've done. If you can share film, that's great. Our mm-hmm. coaches are out recruiting. They're willing to come to you play, whether it be in a tra- the travel team or with your high school team. Um, right now with COVID, I know that is a little difficult. The schedules are a little bit uncertain. But put yourself out there. Our coaching staff is great. They'll get back to you. We would love to have you visit our campus. And, you know, and we hope to see many of you as future Spartans. Um, and, and, you know, I know a lot of uh, families right now, you know, are through the COVID crisis, uh, you know, a little challenged in terms of their perhaps their their financial situation. I know we offer scholarships generally, but also um, are fairly generous with our tuition assistance programs. Um, Can you speak a little bit to that in terms of, you know, sort of some of the financial support that uh, kids coming into the sports programs can, uh, can, you know, can apply for and and receive? Absolutely. Uh, We do offer athletic scholarships as a Division II institution. Um, They are usually based on talent level and academic achievement. The college does a great job with packaging overall. They take a look at your transcript, at what you've done, your your activities, and they are able to provide uh, different grants and scholarships to make Stack an affordable place for students to attend. Um, I think that the packaging really is the key. It's not all about just getting one specific scholarship. It's the ability to put different funds together to create the best individual package for each student that applies. Right, right. And, and um, you know, I know that uh, we've got an auditorium on campus, and I know with the hockey team we're, we're you know, Sportorama, but um, I'd also encourage any listeners who are, you know, keen on supporting athletics, uh, particularly of a caliber of, of the ones at Stack, um, to again go to our website and uh, and click on the uh, the donate button. Um, we'd really appreciate, you know, those financial support that any of our listeners might be able to give to the college. Uh, you know, I, I think Nicole, as you look forward, um, any any sport uh, that you think is in, on the horizon that you'd like to see Stack participate in, or do you think we're pretty set now for the next few years in terms of the offerings? We're always open to starting new sports. It will depend on interest and facilities, and just the operational aspects of that. Um, something that I wasn't, I didn't get to mention before was one of our most recent sports added was actually sprint football. Well, yeah. Um, which is similar to the regular game of football, except there is a weight limit. Mm. Um, 
that's something we added to campus, which has really created a, a great buzz. Um, we've added almost 80 student athletes to our campus and then also added a point of entertainment for our students. Yeah. Um, and we've also added eSports, which is technically gaming, um, online mm-hmm. gaming. Uh, they comp- compete in the East Coast Conference as well. And I think these are, are two big areas where we have room for growth. And I encourage people to take a look at the programs and see what we have. Now, a great way of getting to know a little bit more about us on a, in a normal year would be saying we want you to come to our games and cheer us on. Yeah. But I also want to let everybody know that we do have live broadcasts of almost all of our home competitions. And you can find them on our website, stackathletics.com. And become a supporter in that way. Get to know who we are, see what our teams are like. Um, and, and then hopefully when we can have you come to campus, you're a little more familiar with who Stack is and what we're all about. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a great point. You know, I'm just curious, uh, eSports, what actually – is that? I mean, how, how do what do what do the what do the kids participate in? How does that work? So we have a number of different competitions that we play in, such as League of Legends, Fortnite. Um, at times, there's some individual tournaments for games such as Madden. Um, mm. It really is video gaming, um, but the great thing about that is you can do it from one single location. Mm. We just built an esports facility uh, that was two years ago that was upgraded last year because we were growing so fast. We actually had to increase the size of the room and the number of computer terminals that we had, but we've got state of the art equipment, uh, strong internet base, which allows groups of students to come in and compete together against teams in other locations. Right. Yeah. I guess the final question, uh, Nicole is, uh, you can hear the passion in your voice. Um, you know, how, how did you get into uh, this? How did you become athletic director? And, and what are some of the, you know, the treasures that come with the role? I think you could say I worked my, my way up the ladder. I graduated okay. from New Jersey Institute of Technology, where I was a women's basketball player. Uh, I also got my master's degree uh, while working as a women's basketball coach there. Then I came to staff in 2008. And since being here, I've been an assistant women's basketball coach the head men's and women's cross-country coach, the head women's soccer coach, the associate AD, senior woman administrator, um, and then eventually uh, director of athletics. And I think, you know, working my way up the ladder has really provided great opportunities for me to truly get to know the student athletes and work hand-in-hand with them to achieve their goals. I think that's what you really love about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a great coaching staff. They are so passionate and committed to success. So I really enjoy the time working with them and watching them work with our student athletes to create a great experience and to help them to reach their potential in all areas of life. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a great role model for those uh, student athletes who want a, you know, a, a career in, in, in sports management and, and, you know, at the, uh, at the college level or, or even, you know, starting at the high school level, whatever it might be. But you know, I think uh, I, I think they'd be you know they'd be very lucky to to come and, and join you and the coaches here at Stack uh, for their collegiate experience. So, uh, and again, I, I I really urge our listeners if you're if you'd like to help support Stack's uh, um, students and, and, and athletes, support our programs, support our infrastructure, uh, please do go to our website and. Uh, and be generous with your with your uh, with your gifts to help support us. 
Um, so with that, I'd like to say, uh, Nicole, thank you so much for your time, Matt, uh, you as well, and uh, good luck going forward, and let's hope that we can get back to, uh, to the games that uh, the students love uh, as soon as we can. So thank you for your time, and appreciate uh, you joining us this morning. Thank you, Jack. You're welcome. And we're looking forward to getting back to action as well. Yeah, terrific. Great. Thanks very much. Um, so that's our show for today, and uh, we'll see you again uh, on the radio at uh, 930 next Monday. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, Westchester and beyond.